I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today, I'm here with Tyler Devereaux. Tyler is a managing partner of MF Capital Partners, a privately held multifamily investment company. And he's been investing in real estate for over 14 years. Uh, first of all, Tyler, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time out. Uh, bro, I, pre- I appreciate you having me on, man. I'm excited. I, I love honored to be on the podcast and honored to talk about anything that is in relation to someone's why or my why. I mean, it's had a huge impact on everything in my life, bro. So I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll, we will definitely dive into that, but would you just give to, for starters, just kind of give us your background, uh, how you got, you know, how you got started in real estate, what you were doing before that, you know, kind of tell us, tell us your story and then we'll kind of dive in wherever that takes us. Yeah. love it. Absolutely. You know I never know where to start when, you know, when somebody asks that, it's like, well, dude, when I was in third grade, you know, it's like, I don't know how far to go back, but I'll tell I you, there's, like- I believe that there's pivotal moments in everyone's life and, you know, your life, my life too. And one of those was just, once again, how I was brought up and how I was raised and just challenges that I saw, you know, my, it made me very curious about wealth and just a, a better path of life. Like my dad, he was a clinical social worker absolute stud. I love him to death. He's sincerely just a great dude, but, you know, started a business when I was probably 11 or 12 or so. And it resulted in a little bit of of income, but it, it, you know, it had an impact on our family. He ended up being consumed by the business, moved out of the country. And I don't, I don't follow him for any of those things. Like I I actually sincerely to my core, I know my dad started that business with just Great, great. Um, the intentions were pure, I guess I should say. But I, I also believe that the priorities were maybe a little cloudy, you know, which is why you end up leaving the country and those kind of things. But, you know, that had an impact financially, definitely, and which made me su- super curious on how to, you know, create wealth and make money. I was always asking people, you know, how they made how they made money, what they did. and And that resulted in a lot of knowledge and a lot of education and a lot of just, just increased hope, you know, and, and increased like understanding of what was truly possible. But really the greatest impact that truly led me to real estate, in my opinion, was it, it didn't come from lack of funds or anything. It just came from, you know, lack of time with uh, my dad. I love him. You know, I, I he was my coach, he was my sandboard, my mentor. I just, I missed him. You know, I needed him in my life, in my, in my life. And um, so the only thing I ever knew that I wanted to be, I'll tell you this is a dad, you know, and I wanted to be a dad because I love my dad, but I also wanted to be a dad because dude, I just, I, I wanted to provide for my family and in every aspect, dude, temporally, spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, like everything. And so all those experiences that I had, I'm super grateful for it because they've created just these deep rooted desires, man, to spend time with family, create wealth and just be in a position to help other people. And I'm grateful for that. So that that's what I believe ultimately led me to real estate is understanding that why, honestly, dude, that, that yeah. why. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that, that's it, certainly everybody has like these impactful components to their life and, and having, having a dad that, you know, got kind of consumed in his business, which, I think happens to a lot of people, right? And I, and I, a hundred percent believe that the intention is to take care of his family, right? We, but but most of us, when a lot of times, you know, sort of on paper, that looks like make a lot of money, like that's what taking <laughs> yeah. care of your family looks like. And so you try to figure out this way to do that, and then you know, sometimes that pulls you away from you know, it it almost ends up taking you in the opposite direction of where you're trying to go in providing for your family, and it's. It's funny you talk because literally like this is exactly I was in that like <laughs> working so much 
that I was never home. And it was when I had kids that like sort of changed everything for me to, to get into real estate. Like I don't want to be away from them. So yeah, I very, uh, certainly, uh, resonates a lot. Um, so then with that in mind, then, then how did you get started? Kind of what, what steps did you take? What, what was your kind of first endeavors into real estate? Yeah. So I, I acquired my first rental property when I was 21. And it was the same time that I started, I dropped out of school. I went to like, bro, I went to like a half semester of, of college, you know, Re- realized very quickly that I, that wasn't going to be a fit essentially, you know? Yeah. And so started a, a business, a web design, web hosting company and started making some money, bought a, you know, or a, it was a property to live in, but my buddies were all going to college. And so they rented from me and I lived in the, in the property and really started to like see the value of real estate. It, it wasn't on my radar of like, a, uh, this is what you're going to do for a living. It was more of a, well, I was making a little bit of money. People told me that I should buy a place instead of rent. So I bought a place, you know, like, I had no idea what I was doing, nothing. Yeah. And so then I started buying a couple and renting them out. And once again, no idea what I was doing there. And but, you know, then the crash happens, 08, 09, and, and I lost a couple of those. But, but I also saw, I dude, I saw the value and the potential behind real estate. And so I, it made me very curious, got into flipping some properties, had some single family rentals. But ultimately, I was, I, I, I never saw the end purpose or the end game with that. Because my, my, my definite major purpose is what I call that your why, you know, was, was extremely clear. It was time with family providing for my family and being in a position to help others. And the number one aspect of all that is time. And so anytime that I would see a business that would was taking me away from that or, or jeopardizing my time, essentially, I would pivot. And if any anytime I found an opportunity that had even the potential to provide those three things, it was all in, dude, all in. And multifamily had that. You know, I, I'm super blessed and just so fortunate and grateful. Like I look at, experiences and and I had had an experience where just I well I did it actually what's funny but what you just said is when I it was I literally had just found out that I was going to become a dad bro and and I was so excited about it but also terrified because I was not in the position that I hoped that I would be in yeah. when I found out I was going to become a dad and so my mind's just racing I'm at what am I going to do what am I going to do and I ran into a an old acquaintance, if you will, at the airport. His name is Ryan Woolley. Ryan Woolley is now my business partner on multiple businesses and has had a gigantic impact on my life. And he told me that he had just learned how to acquire apartment buildings. And I was like, oh, sweet, dude, like duplex, triplex. He's like, no, dude, big ass apartment buildings, like hundred plus units. And I was like, oh, sh- what? Dude, I didn't even know, like, I had literally never read a book about, I had, I had no idea that was possible. So my mind was freaking blown. And went to a training class, learned about it. And I just, I can't describe, I feel, I feel like it came into my life at a, a very specific time that I needed it. And so I was very open to it, but I knew, dude, I just freaking, I, I knew that this was the round. I, I went all in. I put every ounce of my efforts into there because I, I, I saw that multifamily clearly had that potential to get me to my definite major purpose, my why, you know, those three drivers. And so that's how I transitioned. Uh, Ryan and I, we started Multifamily Capital Partners. That's our investment company. We now, uh, that was in, uh, I think it's 2014. And we now have, uh, you know, I think it's like 23 or 2,500 units, well over 250 million or so in, uh, you know, in, in we own over 250 million in real estate with our investing partners and just, uh this is, sounds cliche, but dude, it's, it's changed my life, you know, like it's changed my life. And I'm very, very grateful for that. We also have an education company. So it's the multifamily mindset. I'm big in a mindset and multifamily both. Uh, but the, my, our mindset company, education company is we, we teach people how to acquire apartments, but we're so much more than just a, a, a real estate education company though. We're, we're a mindset and personal development company. And uh, that has been, it's starting that company and growing that company has been one of the um, probably one of the hardest things that I've ever done. Meaning like I've, I've takes a lot of time and energy and effort, but it's also been 
one of the most rewarding ventures that, I, in fact, I would say the most rewarding venture that I've ever uh, pursued, except for, you know, being a parent. It's just, it's been amazing to see people come in and do, do the same thing that I was able to do, which is acquire apartments and change my trajectory and quality of life. So yeah, that's the transitional point. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the educational piece, I think it, it seems like, seems like a lot of people do that. You get successful in, in multifamily and then kind of create an education program to, to train others. And it, it's gotta be, like I said, it's gotta be so rewarding because I, I feel like when, when people get into this space, like really you buy in, right. You really like see, once you see how valuable it is, how, how, how much it really can change your life and give you that time freedom that you're looking for, then it's like, okay, now I want everybody. Like I want, I want everyone to know this because I feel like a lot of people don't know it. And now it's like just getting the word out and being, you know, sort of a, a I don't know, just like a, I don't know, marketer is not the word I'm looking for, but just someone who who kind of wants to let everyone know what the possibilities are that like, you don't have to be stuck in your nine to five job and, and all of that. And so like teaching other people to get into that is gotta be really cool to kind of see them then also, you know, kind of go out and be successful and and have that same, you know, aha moments and and, and kind of guide them through that. I, I can imagine it's 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 pretty cool, pretty cool feeling to see that. Bro, amazing. Like you become evangelical about it, you know? <laughs> like you, you do. And it's like we just had a big networking event in Las Vegas where I mean a bunch of people from our network, but um, and a bunch of people that aren't in our network. Um, but just a big event. And at that event, we awarded a whole bunch of people with those individuals who had done their first deal within the past 12 calendar months or yeah, 12 calendar months. We awarded them with trophies and uh, it was amazing, dude, to just see, you know, it's, it's amazing to even just have the interaction without giving them a trophy, but to be giving them a trophy and see just how excited they are and then see everyone within that we have the best damn network in the in the world man it's just a fact like literally people we've just created this culture and i say we i mean my network have created this culture of just positivity love and service and value that celebrating all these people that have been doing their deals and it was bro it was a dream come true for me man it was awesome that's awesome that's really awesome i mean and congratulations to you for for sort of getting to that it's, it's very cool i, I do think when I, I think that it's can be, um, you know, there's people out there that maybe aren't ethical with their, <laughs> with their training programs and things like that. Yeah. But the, but the good ones that, that really have an impact on people's lives, it's just, it's crazy how, you know, sort of impressive and, 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 you know, like, like literally changing people's lives. It's not, it's not even just figure of speech. Like it's, it's really happening. So, uh, very, very cool to see that. Um, so, you know, you sort of mentioned it and we talked a little bit before, you know, you're, you're very big on mindset. So what do you, how do you kind of wrap that in? Like, so you're, you're, you're training people on multifamily and it's like, here, here's the, the steps, the multi, you know, the nuts and bolts, this is what you do process wise. But at least in, in my experience, what has helped me the most has been some of the mindset shifts that I've made. So, what do you, what do you do? What do you, what do you, what tools do you use to kind of get, get your own mindset right, but also like pass that on to students? Love that question, man, because I know, I guarantee you, there's a bunch of your listeners right now that are listening to this and it's, and I know this because I've been in that position, man. And, and anytime that you are listening to somebody that has done something that you're trying to do, and there's probably plenty of your listeners who have done more than I've done. But anytime it's like, man, how do I get there? What do I do? And in the beginning, my, my thought was always like, well, do I need this real estate principle, this real estate strategy, this, how do I say this to a broker? How do I negotiate this aspect? Right. Mm -hmm. In reality, those things are very important, but they're not, the, they're not the, they're not what gets you to where you're looking to go. What gets you there is your mindset side. And that's also what will, will stop you from getting where you want to go mm -hmm. because you come up against this. So the question is, how do I, how do I, how do we weave it in? Well, we teach these principles, but then we also set, set them up for the experiences that they're about to have, which is challenges because any business comes with challenges and this is no different. Life comes with challenges. And that's what's, um, 
so so how do we teach them? I guess is the is the question that I'll get into. But it's we teach them this, this principle and then help them understand how it's gonna um, what's gonna happen when they go out there. Like for example, how to talk to brokers, right? I'm gonna help them understand that as you go talk to brokers and you get rejection, or investors and you get rejection, what's going on in your internal dialogue, right? You've been working on this business for six months and you have you haven't done a deal yet. Well, is that normal? Should you have done a deal? Like, do you quit then? Like, what do you, what do you do? You know? And it's literally just painting this picture of a mental skills, mental training coach. And one of the most, in, his name is Dallas Pruitt. And one of the most impactful things he taught me is called, he calls it error-ridden thinking. Okay? And error-ridden thinking is, is catching yourself though, right? Catching yourself thinking the wrong way. So for example, something goes awry and your internal dialogue is your, your thinking process is, man, this isn't going to work. I know this isn't going to work, man. I'm no good at this, whatever it is. We all have those feelings, especially when we start anything new, but catching yourself is the key. We all know how we're supposed to think. We all know what we're supposed to do, but the, the, the trick comes in catching it because if you don't catch yourself in that act, you can't correct it. But the minute you catch it, what he taught me is you catch it and then you celebrate yourself that you just caught it. So all of a sudden you're going down this negative path and you catch it instead of beating yourself up and being like, oh, man, I'm oh shit. I'm, I am. I'm thinking down that path. It's, oh, man, I just caught it. I just caught myself. All right. Now let's correct this. What, what are the solutions around this? What am I, you know, what, what's my why? Drive that back in as well. Like, and so catching it, I believe is that might sound basic, but I literally believe that it is. The most important aspect, if not one of, if not the most important aspects. So yes, we have to have these clear, definite goals, and we have to have you know a, you know an understanding of why we want to attain those goals. But uh, we also need to catch ourselves when we get off track as to uh, why we're not you know on the slope that we need to to get there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, I actually love that. That's that's a great you know kind of way to approach it because I think everybody has has the limiting beliefs. Everybody gets on that you know, kind of, you have a bad day. So things are going to go wrong in business and real estate. Like it's it, it, nobody's, it, nobody's having like perfect moment after perfect moment. And so I think that that's a really good thing to be able to catch yourself. We, I, I'm a big fan of sort of self-awareness and stuff. I, I, we talk about that a lot, but, but the idea of then sort of celebrating that you caught it is actually really great rather than almost like following a neck, like ne instead of negative reinforcement of your, <laughs> of your negative thoughts. Now you're going to like positively reinforce yourself for recognizing those negative thoughts. And, and I think that I, like the more times you can celebrate the wins, the more times you can be positive with yourself is, is huge in terms of it's like all the people I talk to or listen to like the, like the really ultra successful people they're not sitting around like being hard on themselves, yeah. right? That like yeah. that, that's not like that's maybe the secret sauce, right? Like that, that's <laughs> that's maybe the thing that can get like don't beat yourself up every time there's a mistake. You know, like learn from it and and use it as an opportunity to grow. And yeah. and, and that's like I, I love this way. Like that that suggestion that that technique is a really great way to kind of do that. Yeah. And, and what, what you just said is critical. I know that, that that sounds simple, like, okay, if it doesn't go well, okay, then how can I get better? But it is literally changing your identity that that's, that you're that person. Like my, my identity, and it's critical that people understand and truly define what that identity is. Because I, I believe, bro, I believe that too many people define their identity and our actions are in relation to our identity, right? So, so our actions are governed by our identity, but too many people take their identity and they link it towards their current ability. And if we, if we link our identity with our current ability, we'll never get to where we're going. We'll never get there. What we have to do instead is link it to our intention. What is our intention? Well, well my intention, I know, dude, my intentions are very pure. My intentions, and I know that God knows my intentions are pure. I'm a very spiritual person, that, you know, whether individuals listening are or not, whatever you believe in, God, higher power, the universe, whatever, I, I know that my intentions are, are pure. And that's a big deal because then I can pursue these big goals without 
without uh, reservation or apprehension because I know that my intentions are pure, which means my identity isn't linked to my current ability. My identity is linked to my intention and my intention is, is big. And that gets me to where I'm going, right? And so if my identity, for an example, one of those, there's a number of aspects to our identity, but if my identity is I'm somebody who thrives in chaos, I'm somebody who loves to learn, I'm somebody who lo- you know, loves to learn from failure, I'm somebody who, who takes action, who you know, wants feedback, well, then those stumbling blocks along the way, they don't become detrimental, they become stepping stones to success because every stumbling block, it's like, man, I just learned this and literally identifying it. You know, I mentioned our peak partnership event and that's a big old networking event. And it was our, we, we host a bunch of events, but that was the biggest event that we had done in that nature. And so we literally have this whole, this whole document that we've created even before we even got to the event of, we call them learning experiences. And so now as we finish that event, we go and we have a, a, a meeting afterwards to recap the event. It's, it's not beating ourselves up. That event went amazing. But it's also not just celebrating all that stuff. It's getting very tactical of this went great. Awesome. Mark it down. This didn't. This is how we can improve it. Right. And it gets, literally gets exciting because now you're like you're excited because you've identified the problem, which means you can now also identify the solution In, until you know what the problem is. The work is the work doesn't have meaning. But the minute that you identify the problem, now you know where to put the work in and that work has meaning. And that's in, that's energizing, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and I think it's it would be you could consider it maybe even a little bit lazy to to not look at where you can improve that you know where you can improve your events right you throw these big events you're like that was awesome but but can it be better like it can always be better so again it's like celebrate it and then you know then figure out how to make it bigger and better the next time I think is is a, a very cool way to approach it um, yes. Let me ask you. So, in in your in your business, what's what's your role? Like, the, I, there's you know, all of the different acquisitions, asset manager, capital raising, all of that stuff. What what do you focus on? Are you kind of doing it all, or do you have sort of a special niche that's that's your your you know superpower? Yeah, I'm, my superpower is surrounding myself with people that are better at every aspect of the business than I am, and and I'm dead serious, like. I have a partner, Ryan Woolley. He's one of my partners and he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal with numbers. He's phenomenal with just, he's, I, I, I always tell him I ha- he, that he has this beautiful mind because he's just kind of like, I'll jump on the phone with him and he'll just, he'll just, you know, just riff. And I'm like taking notes and I'm not taking notes, taking notes. And then I take those. Okay. So here's one of my superpowers. I'll take those random thoughts. Right. And I'll put those into strategic actionables that we can implement as a company on any front. So, and then I have another um, partner, his name is Todd Miller. And Todd is very operations-based, right? He's more, more I, I would view Todd more as, uh, we, we, we'd we call it an integrator. So I would look at myself more as the visionary. I'm the CEO, managing partner of both companies. And my job is more the, the, the visionary, but it's also taking this big vision of the future and passing it down. And now Todd and Ryan take kind of collectively now take that into these actionables and then carry it down to our team. So on the branding side, so I'm doing the, um, you know, the, the high level side. So branding, marketing, uh, I'm, uh, I host and speak at big training events. I do a bunch of webinar education trainings for our students. And then on the investment side, I do, like, I just got off a webinar actually right before we jumped on here. Uh, we were raising for uh, our fund that we're doing. And so I'll host those webinars and we'll get all of our investors on these webinars and they'll grill me with questions. <laughs> and uh, I love that, you know, I love that because it's my job to truly show them the vision of not just show my, you know, our team members, the vision of where we're going, but I need to be able to relay that and show that to my investors so that they feel comfortable or uncomfortable. So, so that they know that they want to invest or they know they don't want to. My job, I believe, is not to convince anybody to do anything. My job is to make it as to deliver the message in as clearly in the clearest way possible for them to, to make their decision easy, right? Yes, I want to invest. No, I don't want to invest because it's not for everybody, right? But it's my job to deliver it. So, I, if that if that does that answer your question? Oh all? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And and I think uh, 
it, it, it is good because it kind of leads me into sort of the next thing I wanted to ask you about. Cause I, so I would say that for me personally, and, and some people are really good at this and some people also find it a, a struggle, but, but I find capital raising to be my kryptonite, I guess is what I would say, because it is, again, it's, it's limiting beliefs. It's the mindset. It's all of that, but it's still, it still feels a little bit like asking for money. Right. Which I know, yeah. even though like I know and believe these are good opportunities and I, and I feel 100% sure, like I'm going to make these people money. And I, and I, and like, I also know I'm going to do everything I absolutely need to, to make that happen. So I believe in it, I, I, but it's still, you know, again, it's like, maybe it's my background, you know, just like growing up, we didn't have money. And so like, when you start seeing these numbers, it's, it was very daunting at first and it's still somewhat daunting to talk to it about to other people about it. So what do you, what do you do? Like, what are your kind of strategies and, and things that you do as far as capital raising? Love it. And you don't know this, but my, my biggest stumbling block when I started the business by a million was capital raising. And now my biggest strength is capital raising. And I'll tell you when that transition happened. And it's, it was a, it was a mental stumbling block for everything that you just mentioned my whole life growing up, you know, my family needed, we needed help. And there's people that stepped up and helped my family. And I was super grateful for that, obviously, but I was also, you know, I, I was embarrassed by some of that because some of these people are my, most of them are my friends, parents, so I just, man, I wanted so desperately to be in a position that I was providing and giving, not receiving. And so when I looked at raising money, that's exactly how I saw it, is asking for money. I was like, shit, I don't, that's putting me back. You know, you know, but here's what happened. I did this deal in Austin, Texas, 75 unit deal. And there was no other there. I couldn't do that deal. I'd done a couple other ones and pieced them together you know, some creative ways, but this deal and that we needed to bring investors in. And my first investing partner on any syndication deal that I've ever done was from, I, I met him at a tailgate, worked at my wife's clinic that my wife was a physician's assistant and he invested a hundred thousand dollars. And I remember, you know, the first quarter, it was an 8% preferred return. So that first quarter we distributed $2,000 and I remember getting an email from him saying, he, like, thank you. He took it. Like, it was funny, dude. He took his, you know, check and he like takes a selfie of it like this, dude, and attaches it to the email, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, man, thank you so much. Like, I've always wanted to acquire real estate. I make good money, but I don't make money if I don't work. And so I've always wanted to acquire real estate, but I don't have the time. I didn't know that this was even, like you mentioned before, like didn't even know this is possible to do it like right. this so grateful, want to do multiple of these investments a year. And literally, bro, I remember you sitting back in my office and be like, oh my God, dude, what we do, I'm not a beggar asking for money. Like, man, what we do is so valuable, you know? And so my, my, literally my mindset, that's when my mindset shifted and it was value-based instead of this is a chore. So now all of a sudden I became obsessed with it. Now I'm like, dude, no, this is so valuable. Like, and as, as an individual, I, most people would have looked at me as a, a fairly seasoned investor. I'd done single family flips and wholesales. And I had no idea that syndication was even a thing, a possibility. Right. So now I'm like, man, there's other people like me, dude. And then I also saw it as a value to my operating partner, my other operating partners. I saw a lot of people that could go source deals, but they were struggling to raise money. And I'm, I'm very value-based. And so I'm like, man, this could be valuable to my these operating partners. This could be valuable to these investors, dude, I'm diving full force and Ryan and I dove full force into it. And so it is the mindset shift, but I'll tell you one of the things that, you know, may seem silly, but I know it's had an impact. It's more than just raising capital. It's had an impact in multiple avenues, which is um, exactly similar to what we just talked about with intention. So what I would do, and I still do this to this day in certain aspects, but in the beginning, every time, every investor, before I would sit down, uh, I, I'd take notes like crazy, right? So I'm sitting down, I would talk to this investor on the top of my page, I would literally write my intention for 
that investor. My intention on this call is, and it was never to raise money and you know raise this money to close this deal. Or it was always about them. I want to help this investor make the best decision possible with their money so they can put their money to work without always having with, with, without always having to work. Right. Then I would repeat that out loud, repeat that out loud, repeat that out loud, and then make the phone call. And then go. So now going into this, now I'm not nervous about saying this perfect thing. It takes the pressure off me completely. It's all about helping this person. Maybe that is to help get them to invest in this deal. Maybe it's to refer them to another, you know, connection that I have, whatever it is, it is to help them. So, so, so now my goal can be accomplished even if they don't invest. And, and to me, that was important um, because I, I truly, if, if, if I framed it the other way, then uh, I, it's very easy to go down this slippery slope of, of just justifying whatever it is to get to your end goal. But if it's just to raise money, my end goal is far more than just to raise money. And it's the same thing with you know, students coming into my, you know, the program that we do with our mentorship program. It's never about me. It's never about that. It's about them. If that means that that's for them to come to the mentorship program, sweet. If that means that it's to refer them elsewhere or to give them other guidance, do I'll do that. Like, and, and that has served me very well in my life in every aspect, man. So. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great idea too. I, I think it it is, and, and, you know, preparing yourself for those investor calls. I think that makes it, you know, it's just having, I don't know, some, like you said, intention, something that, cause it's, it's, I guess it's easy to say, oh, I, I'm doing it for them. And, and you are, it is, it is a good opportunity at the same time you need to raise capital for your deal. And so it's like, <laughs> but, but yeah, if you write it down and you, you sort of have that right in front of you, like, this is what I'm trying to do for this person. It, I think it helps you put the, you know, raising capital for this deal on the back burner and just be focused on, okay, I, w- I want to make, I want to make their life better. Right. And that's, and, and we can do that. Like that's, you know, you can do that. Maybe, maybe investing at that time isn't right for them, but you know, you can do it. You can make their life better. And so uh, I I love that. I love that piece of advice. I think. And I'm going to, I'll say one thing with that too, because man, value creation, I'm going to riff on something because value creation is the key to wealth creation. Right. But you, you mentioned, so I want to go in and provide value because I know that it will indirectly or directly create wealth. But you mentioned you got to finish your raise and you do, you have to have that goal in that direction, but you also have to know that it's abundance versus scarcity. In my opinion, like a scarcity mentality is like, man, if I don't, if this investor right here doesn't invest, man, my chances, it, 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 it goes down because I, there's only so much right. there. An abundance mentality is knowing that there are plenty of people out there, knowing that there's a bunch of people who need to put their money to work. And it's going through the actionable steps and I'll, and it's having that long-term focus. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll mention this because in the beginning, bro, to raise, I mean, dude, to, to raise a million, two million, dude, it would take hours and hours and hours, days. I mean, literally every raise in the beginning was pushing it to the freaking last possible day and thinking, oh my God, we're going to lose this deal. And then it would come around, right? Because we're just, we're, we're, we're definitely very focused on the end goal, but we're also focused on that person. And that has resulted into, we just did a webinar tonight and do we have a $20 million fund? And we oversubscribed for a $20 million fund on a one hour webinar. And Bro, if you would have told me two years ago, definitely when I first started, you shit me when I first started 20 million, dude. Yeah, I'll raise that in seven years, you know, whatever. But if you would have told me that by taking that approach, this long-term approach of just putting just value, value creation that, and bro, if you know, knew some of the things that we've done to make sure that we took care of investors, things that have happened on deals that we cash investors out and move them over and pay the pr- out of our own pocket to make sure they're taken care of 
And in the, in the middle of doing that, that you, you're not, you, you don't have to do that. You're not legally bound to do that, but you're just like, man, I want to take care of these people. And you're wondering, is this the right decision? It definitely is the right decision because then those people trust you freaking wholeheartedly. They know you have those intentions in, in place and that's how we're able to do what we just did. And bro, that's a, I cannot even begin to tell you, um, you know, I, I just, this, this moment before we get on this podcast, I didn't mention any of it when we first started, but this moment I was talking to, you know, Ryan, before I jumped on this podcast with you and just, just chatting about how amazing that is and how grateful we are for it, you know, and how amazing and grateful our investors are. And I'll tie in one more thing and then I'll shut up and let you ask me another question. But <laughs> No, no, don't, don't hold back. No, this is great. This is great. Dude. This came in my mailbox today, not from my active investing side. This is from my, this is from passive investing. I'm a passive investor. I invest on all of our deals, but I also invest in other people's deals. I'm always looking for ways to put my money to work. And dude, two checks in my mailbox today for a total of 131 grand, dude. And you know, you know, long, and that, you know, some people may look at that and hear that and think that that's a douchey thing to say and show and it may be but and I'm, you go look at any of my social media content that's not what i do but bro i used to hear about mailbox money you know and wonder if it was possible and you know that's nowhere near it could that's nowhere near where it could be and where it will be but i'm so grateful for that man that's my passive investments so now the more money that I have and the more money that I continue to put to work, it's way easier to raise money because it's, I, I see myself within those people and I know the value that I'm going to provide. And it's because I see it in my own life on my passive side as well. So yeah, don't hesitate, man, go after it. No. And just reinforce that mental, that mental dialogue over and over, dude. And talk to everybody that you talk to everybody about what you do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's great. I, and I think that, I appreciate you, you know, sort of talking about your passive side of it too, because it's it it really does, and that, that's something that that made me more comfortable talking to investors. Is is I invested passively, like that's I started that there, and then I was like, wow, we like like are are like already making a few thousand dollars a month in passive income, like after a year of it, of like just just being like, I'm all in on this. I'm putting my money to work wherever I can. And I was like, okay, that's that's pretty amazing already. And and now I can, it, it it's again, it's another one of those things that doesn't feel comfortable to be like, look, I'm getting this, <laughs> like, look at this money I'm getting. But it's like, <laughs> but the point is, everybody else can do it. Like it's there's nothing special about me. Like I didn't, I I don't have some like magic potion. Anybody can can do this stuff, and that's what we're doing is providing those opportunities to, to other people to, to have exactly the same thing, to have these checks coming in, having, you know, seeing the ACH hit your, hit your account every quarter. That's like, you literally didn't, if you're a passive investor, you did nothing basically, except for, you know, put your faith in someone to, to make you money. And so it, it's, it is, it is a really cool feeling and, and using your own uh, experience and, 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 aligning your interests by investing alongside your, your investors, I think sort of strengthens that position as well. And so that's, you know, you hear a lot of talk about, you know, you can, you can do this with none of your own money. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to do it with none of my own money. I don't actually think that's true. You can't really (laughs) do it with none of your own money, but, but I don't want to do it with none of my own money because I believe in it that strongly too. And I think it, it, it shows other people that like, look here, like I'm putting more and more in than you are. So we're going to like, we're going to do this together and this is going to be great. And, you know, we're going to make you a lot of money. So I, I think totally. that stuff is, is very, very powerful uh, in, in using, you know, in, in that motivation. Totally. And it's, if you, if you think of it that way, it's absolutely selfish. If you don't share it selfish, mm-hmm. yep. right. Yeah. If you just flip that narrative, it's selfish. So I love it, man. Yeah. 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 And it, it, that just all goes back to that mindset is it's like, cause when you, when you're starting, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like it's like, you feel like you're asking for money. You're like bothering people. But yeah, once you realize just how powerful it is, it, 
it does, you feel like you have a responsibility to let other people know and, and, and be involved if you can. So, uh, I think, I think that's great. Um, Tyler, I don't, I don't this is awesome. But I want to keep you all night, but, but let's switch gears a little bit. I'll, I'll kind of go to the part where I ask, you know, the questions I ask every guest. Yes. Um, hey, can I say one thing? Yo, Jason, absolutely. Your listeners that, that don't know y'all, you need to shoot Jason. Uh, thank you. Give him a review a rating, a share, because this dude is, it's late at night. I'm in Maui, man. I live in Maui with my family. And it, the only time that I could do it is, I mean, it's why almost 6 PM my time it's late where he's at, man. And he was willing to jump on to record this for y'all. So dude, share this review rate, everything, man. Give this guy some love. Cause very few people are that dedicated to do that, man. So Thank you. And I'll stay as long as you need me to, but we can get in the final round. <laughs> oh, appreciate, appreciate that very much. I'm very, I'm, <laughs> my podcast editor yells at me all the time. He's like, you need to say, <laughs> you need to say that stuff. And I'm like, eh, well, you know, if people like it, they like it, but <laughs> I appreciate you very I'll much. I'll say it for you, dude. Awesome. Um, so the first question, and, and you've talked about it too. So I, I don't know if you have more to add, but, but ultimately based on the name of the show being know your why, I just like to know kind of, what your why is, what, what drives you, you know, cause you're already very successful, but it's like, you're not stopping. Like this is, there's, there's a reason behind it. So um, if there's more you want to add to that again, I, I know you've talked a little bit about it, but uh, I think it's it, to me, it is obviously a very important, <laughs> a very important component to all of this. Absolutely. It's, it will never be about money for me. My, my purpose, my why in the multifamily space. And it's never about, it'll never just be money is great. We need money, but it'll never just be about money ever. Um, it's far more than that, dude. It's just quality of life. And, and this might sound morbid, but I, I think about my mortality all the time. It's one of the reasons that I started the education company. I attended a really close friend of mine. I, I it's just a tragic, he passed away and it was, you know, just tragic. And so like events like that make you think about your life. And that's literally why I started the education company or there's multiple whys, but that was like that real kick in the butt to do it. But it's, I think about it all the time. And my, the story that I tell myself and I love stories. I love telling my kids stories and I tell stories. And the story that I tell myself in my mind is that if I don't get to this next hurdle, this next, you know, whatever it is, right. Step up the ladder, whatever it is then my family, Brittany, Paxton, Marley, they'll live a miserable life. And I know that's not true. I know that's not true. My wife is an ass kicker. She would accomplish more than I ever have. And that's a fact. That's a fact. But I don't tell myself that story. I tell myself that because I, I, I never want to be a burden to my family ever while I'm here or when I'm gone. And so the story that I tell myself is that I need to get to this next step to Make sure that if I do pass away, that they are Brittany Pax, Marley, they are taken care of forever, you know, and that goes the other way, too, where it's like, is if you lean too hard into that, well, then once again, you, you're working towards something that really pulls you away from your real purpose. And so it's always checking into that, too. And it's like, hey, if I don't go to, you know, a daddy daughter dude date this whole afternoon, then Marley and Paxton are going to, you know, live a, a miserable childhood or, you know, whatever. It's like this story that I tell myself. And so it's way more than just money, dude. It's freedom. It's peace of mind. And it's knowing that I won't live forever, you know, and that creates urgency for me today. So the goal is important. The goal is important so that everything that we do can be in service of something purposeful, but the process is about doing the right things right now. And there has to be this deep, compelling purpose to to fortify determination throughout the process you know so i sell myself on that all the time absolutely yeah uh, the story i i'm a i'm a huge football fan and and uh i'm from boston so tom brady was is was is my guy he's not he's not with the patriots anymore but all the stories about how he what he tells himself, what he, you know, all of these perceived, he's, he's, he's a seven time Super Bowl winner. He's still somehow trying to <laughs> play the under underdog role and it works for him. It's like that kind of stuff. You can use that 
You can use that to your advantage. You can use that, you know, my family's not going to be okay if <laughs> if I'm gone, even though you know your family is going to be great. You know what I mean? Like just whatever you whatever it, it just talks goes to speak to how how strong the uh how strong mindset and the way the way we use our our you know self talk can be both positive positively and negatively so you gotta use it in the right way to your strength yeah and i when i started in the the multifamily space too which is interesting and i'll be honest i didn't know what i was doing but when i was doing what i'm about to tell you but i obviously know how powerful it is now but i would literally bro i would lay in bed and i'd be like I, i would like tell this story of like man i I did this deal and then I did this deal and then I did this deal and then we did this. And it was always a dream of ours to move. Uh, <laughs> it just hit me freaking hard right there, but uh, to move to Maui, you know, it was, and it wasn't Maui. It was an Island, but we wanted to spend unobstructed time with kids. And that was a story that I told myself in the beginning stages of this business when I had no deals and, you know, no relationships. And I told them that, you know, telling that story of how it happened and then to see it happen, um, massive gratitude, man. So yeah. awesome. it goes a number of ways of how you sell yourself and tell that story. Yeah. So. That's awesome. It's, I mean, I, I love it. I love, I love seeing the, the success, like the, like almost willing yourself to success, like the, the hard work, the, that, you know, this is how it's going to be. We're going to, we're going to live on an Island someday. Like our family, we're going to be, <laughs> we're going to do whatever we want. We're going to live on an Island and and now you've done it. And it, it, it's fantastic. I, I love that for you. Um, second question uh, will be hard to follow up there, but uh, <laughs> tell us something about yourself that uh, maybe isn't common knowledge, uh, special skill, hobbies, you know, something you want to learn, whatever, whatever you feel like sharing. Um, gosh, that's a great question. Something that's not common knowledge. Um, I, uh, I, I don't know my freaking blanking on that right now. <laughs> Something that's not common knowledge is, I don't know. May, I think that some people may know this, but I love rap and I love to, um, I love to rap. And so I literally have a whole Evernote folder of raps that I have created. I have, I'm not good at, you know, singing those <laughs> or rapping those, but I will do them from time to time. And, uh, you know, but yeah, that's maybe something that a lot of people don't know is I literally have a whole folder of raps that I've created. I'll wake that's up in the middle of the night amazing. and be like, I'll just freaking riff and type it out, type it out, type it out, put it away, go to bed, wake up, read it and be like, Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. <laughs> you know? That's amazing. I also love rap, but I'm hundred percent sure. I don't, I could not do it myself, but I, that's, uh, <laughs> I won't, uh, I won't put you on the spot and make you do it. But I, so someday I would like to, I would like to either read them or hear you, hear you do it. I think that's, that's pretty oh. amazing. Uh, that's oh. awesome. <laughs> Um, when people hear this and they want to reach out to you, what's, what's the best way to get touched on? Yeah. I'd love to connect for sure. Uh, social media, I'm on all channels. Uh, Instagram is probably the one that I'm most interactive on. Uh, so Tyler, uh, Devereaux, my last name is spelled D E V E R A U X. I'm sure it'll be on the show, but Tyler underscore Devereaux is my handle, or you just go to our website, uh, mfcapitalpartners.com or the multifamilymindset.com. Any of those avenues, man. We'll get, love to we'll get all that in the show notes. People people for sure be able to find you. Um, final question. What, what piece of advice do you have for someone who's maybe a little bit early on in the game trying to get into real estate investing? What, what would you tell them to, to help motivate them and, and uh, you know, kind of keep pushing? Um, do, do exactly what you just, what you, talk about on your show, which is truly define, you have to define why you're doing it. And it's the little, it literally is the little things that lead to gigantic results. And do not discredit that when you hear it, because it is when my life starts to take this turn where I don't feel like I'm being productive, or I don't feel like my slope is going in the direction that I want it to. It always comes down to the little things, the the morning routines, the affirmations, the writing out your goals. You know, I use a daily journal that 
um, actually talked about Dallas. He's my mental skills, mental training coach. He, he created a journal called the growth guide. And I use that to track my day. It's, it's these little things, but it is being all in on those little things that have specific actionables towards your big major goals. I, I believe so many people know that they should set goals, but they do not set goals because they don't know if it's possible. When in reality, any, anything, dude, everything is possible if you define it. So you have to define what it is. You have to define why it is you're doing it. And then you have to take these little, break it down into little steps to go do it. And when you come up against the stumbling block, catch yourself in error in thinking, no, that's a blessing for a reason. That's a learning lesson, right? Get the learning lesson, move past it and do the little things, man. It's the little things. I just believe that to my core. It's the little things. Yeah. hundred percent. I love that. That's a, uh, Great piece of advice and a perfect way to finish the show. I think uh, I, I'm very, very excited for people to hear this one. I think this will be this will be great. So thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story, all of this uh, insight, and and really just um, I love I love the way you look at things. I love the I love the you know sort of mindset behind it and all of that. So so thank you. Thanks, Ben. You're very welcome. Hey, and everybody, once again out there, if you saw value from the episode today. Don't go follow me. You can follow me too, but rate the show, review the show, share the show. Like it's a free show and Jason's pouring into it, man. Go show this guy some love. So rate, review, share, and then tell everybody else to uh, also share. So thanks so much for having me on, bro. I appreciate it. I love chatting with you. You're a very, very good conversationalist. So thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. It was awesome. Thank you. All right. Have a good day, everyone. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.